Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I am talking about different ways that the Lord speaks to us as his people. So uh, the previous episode, we talked about scripture and nature and our physical bodies. So the first one I wanted to talk about today is music and you know, there's different theologies about who the enemy was. Uh, I think the generally understood version is that he was the worship leader in heaven and that he wanted to be God, that he wanted to be worshiped as God. And so then that sin of pride caused him to fall and he took a third of the angels with him. So there is this element of saying, wow, worship is extremely powerful. Music is extremely powerful. And it's also very easy for it to be um, flipped, to be uh, warped so that it's not praising the Lord, but it's going in a different direction. And so I think it's beautiful when you look at the scriptures where here you have Saul who's being tormented, Old Testament Saul, tormented by evil spirits. And David comes and plays for him and the, the Saul settles down. And then uh, in a different section, you have Elisha. And when he, people want him to prophesy, he would say like, okay, bring the musician and the musician would play and then he would prophesy. And so it is really fascinating to me. I've heard reports of people who in worship will suddenly start singing in tongues, which they maybe weren't intending to do that, had no thought of doing that. And then whoop, out it comes. And that's very beautiful. Then I know there's also people who just sing as they go about their day. I remember reading a, a fun book, Singing the Scriptures by Julie Myers, and she said she just sings the Psalms. So she picks a Psalm and then just kind of makes up a song as she goes along. And I feel like if you're in a moment and the Lord gives you the lyrics of a song, then that song might be for you at that moment. That's, <laughs> I would call that a rhema word of God. And so um, just to recap, you know, in the scripture there, in the Greek, there is two different words for the word of God. In, uh, is it the Timothy passage that says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So, something like that. Remembering here, the third grade memory, we'll see how good that is. But that is the written word of God. That's the Logos, the the Bible, what you would read as you go about your day. But then in Ephesians 6, where it talks about the uh, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, this is the rhema word of God. This is the spoken word of God as it moves on your heart. And so when you're having a rhema word of God, um, I would say sometimes that's the Logos, sometimes it's a scripture verse, but sometimes it's a song that comes to mind. And it, when you sing the song, it's like, oh, this is actually what I need right now. As an intercessor, I have found that there are certain songs that it's like, this is all I need to listen to for the next month. And um, which can be a little bit surprising because as a um, humanities major, I studied music and I I love music. I, I love classical music. And so in 2020, um, I bought the album Psalms by Shane and Shane. And I literally listened to that for a couple of months and I would walk and pray probably like six or eight hours a day often in that season. And I would just listen to this album, sometimes just a single song on repeat again and again. So um, more recently, I have been on the album Old Church Basement by Elevation Worship and Maverick City, and their song Gyra, I listen to that maybe not quite every day, but repeatedly. And 
um, Bob says that that is part of being an intercessor is that certain songs are just what the Lord wants to release. And, and then at some point I know that Jaira is not going to be the song of the moment anymore, and then I'll move on. But for now, and for the last few months, probably since May, that has just been the song in my heart. So whatever that is for four or five months. So, um, Yeah, music is a huge way that the Lord speaks to us. And if you're a musician and you play or you sing, um, be a musician to the Lord. Whatever style of music you do, do it unto Him because it's so good. You know, my friend Elisa Bosley is, uh, she is a chaplain at different elder care facilities. And she realized that there weren't songs for people with dementia or Alzheimer's. So, But what she also realized is that the research shows that the music part of the brain remains untouched by the ravages of these cognitive difficulties. And so when you sing to a person with Alzheimer's, if it's a hymn that they know, then they remember. They can sing along or at least move to the music. And so she put together Ah, a beautiful collection of free downloads of songs, hymns, Christmas carols in arrangements specifically for the elderly, meaning they're in slightly lower keys than normal just because it's hard to sing high. Um, As people get older, their voices drop. And then also maybe a simpler arrangement. So these are not at all meant to be like, here I am as the star of the music, but just, you know, very... um, very simple, but beautiful, easy to understand. And so you can get those at spiritualeldercare.com. And I just think that's so beautiful that, you know, you think about it, babies, when they're in utero, if parents sing to them, when they are first born, they recognize the music. And so from the moment, like from being in the womb up until the day of death, even if your brain has been ravaged, that music is still that important. Oh, it's such a, it's so majestic. It's so beautiful of the Lord. So music is definitely a way that the Lord can speak to his people. And then it's also, of course, a way that we speak to him. And so the the prayers and the worship ascending, I don't know if you've thought about this, but there are so many scriptures with the songs. You know, um, not only do we have 150 songs in the book of Psalms, but you have these stories of different times of worship, whether it be at the dedication of the temple under Solomon or the rebuilding of the temple under Nehemiah. Then you move ahead and they're in Philippians chapter 2. A lot of people think that the the passage that Paul writes to the Philippian church about God being in the form uh, or that, that Jesus emptied himself of um, being found in fashion of a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death. That that beautiful passage about who Jesus is, that that was a song of the early church. And then you think about Revelation and there's just songs, you know, like 27 songs or something throughout that book. And so the song of the Lord, it ascends and it is pleasing to him. And so, yeah, I, I would say if you get songs, if this is part of who you are, embrace that. That is a gift from the Lord. Sing it back to him. And um, I also really love, <laughs> I love when people are like, you know, my voice isn't great. So I just do this in private. And I think that is totally fair. So even if you can't carry a tune and you recognize this about yourself, then still just sing, just sing. It's going to be a beautiful gift unto the Lord. Okay. And you know, that's actually probably enough for a whole episode. So Lord, I thank you for the gift of song. 
And I ask, Lord, that you would move on our hearts, that we would hear your voice, that we would sing the song of the Lord, that we would hear you singing over us, as it says in what Zephaniah 3.17, I think. So thank you that you sing over us, that you delight in us, that you enjoy us. Thank you, Lord. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen.